Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are here today with Zoe Angelina, better known as DJ Fuckoff. With a pop music career that she didn't want to pursue back in New Zealand, she arrived in Berlin with just a small backpack and found her path within electronic music, where she got hooked on Gabber Psytrance. DJ Fuckoff is known for her refreshingly nonchalant style and has earned a serious hype in the scene. In this conversation, she reveals that she received a gold record by the age of 18 and is married. We speak about what about Berlin made her feel accepted for who she is, what it's like growing up feeling as an outsider and being bullied, how Stop Giving a Fuck gave her a new career path as what she labels it, a SoundCloud artist. I am Amanda and this is Playful Podcast. You had a good morning. You started with a shot of vodka and now I you're did. having a beer and it's 12 o'clock. And it's 12 o'clock. What's the time? It's 12.30. Perfect. It's is nice. that <laughs> Is that normal? Oh no, it's not normal. No, no, no. I just woke up this morning and I thought like, yeah, if I, I don't want to be too anxious mm. and I just want to like flow and I wanted my morning to flow and I thought a shot of vodka would help that. Thank yeah. you from Germany. No, I'm from Sweden, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, do you yeah. speak German? No. no. Do you? Sometimes. Oh, Sometimes. good. Good. Did you study then? A little bit. I studied for like four months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually got married. And I got married to a German. Shout outs to my husband. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had to learn German for like this. And also I wanted to learn German because... I'm in Germany, I guess, and it's just like much easier to go about life if you can understand 
some things and read some letters. Oh my God, so like, true. I open the letter and I'm like, mm, nah. But now that I'm like learning and have been learning, I can like pick up key things and it's not as scary anymore. No. Reading letters mm. isn't as scary. Did you meet in New Zealand? My husband? Yeah. No, we no? met in um, Berlin from Tinder oh. and he's my ex-boyfriend now, but we're still very good friends and he's still very much my husband. We got married for the visa. Ah, all right. <laughs> But I still love saying he's my husband. I'm like, I love my husband. <laughs> But that's amazing that you're so good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I guess, like, I shouldn't be saying this on... <laughs> Saying this online, the fucking authorities are gonna knock on my door and be But like, then you're gonna be, it was a joke. It's PR. Yeah. <laughs> We cut that. <laughs> oh my God. But who are you as a teenager? Like, if we go back in time a little bit. Okay, we're going back in time... Um, I was pretty like chaotic and like, I don't know, I guess everyone is a teenager. You're pushing your boundaries, pissing off your parents and trying to figure out what you can and can't do. Um, but I was always into music and actually, uh, Zoe or DJ Fuck Off before she was DJ Fuck Off. Um, I was doing a lot of pop shit like I was like singing on pop tracks and I think so in 2016 or 15 um I had already a gold uh, record which what I think, <laughs> which I think no one knows about <laughs> all right it was so it was really random like I had two two friends and they were just like yeah um we like heard you singing one time and like maybe you want to come to Red Bull Studios and like record a track and I was like okay what the fuck Red Bull Studios and I was like super young and shy how old were you you said maybe 18 when mm. I recorded this track I was still in school I'm pretty sure and yeah the track got released and it blew up and Yeah, I think it was being played like by Diplo and shit, like super random. And it was like a one hit, like, well, for me, it was my like one big hit when I was younger. So I thought being a pop star was my calling. And I started making like or like doing this kind of stuff. But then I realized I fucking it's not my calling being a pop star. How did you realize that? Like what? I, I had a meeting with um Sony Music. And I had like three lunches with them when I was like 19, like freshly out of high school. And they wanted to do this whole like, okay, we're going to hook you up with these producers. We're going to put you in these situations. Um, and yeah, we want to like just put money into you and make you this thing and this idea that they had. Make and you the new Britney Spears. Yeah. You're like, Actually, no, that's that. not me. <laughs> but in my own way in my yeah. own way and like this is what he didn't fuck with and I was like here's my ideas kind of like here's what I want to do and he's like mm, yeah that's not really gonna work because I wanted to do more rapping I wanted to do this kind of like mix of Amy Winehouse Erica Badu kind of like Lil Kim so like having the cross of singing rapping and still yeah I don't know talking how I want to talk and stuff but That was not his idea, so I was, yeah, I was not with it. But that it that takes a lot of like self security or like self no knowing, right? Yeah. As an eighteen year old, I guess you often haven't found yourself so much, yeah. and 
easy fame or easy money is yeah. often like what <laughs> you know yeah, you're no, looking totally. for your first kind of jobs yeah. and these things so i mean that's very much respect yeah i mean it was a lot and I, but i think i don't know growing up my mother she always kind of let me do what i want to do say what i want to say and be how i want to be and um shout outs to my mom because i fucking love her like this i think gave me a lot of confidence to like you know if someone says something that i don't like or if they're trying to like maybe not manipulate but put me in a situation where they say oh this will be so good for you and da 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 but it's not like where my heart is i guess and i always like felt quite aligned with what i want and i think where i wanted to be and that wasn't it so i was like okay fuck it i'm gonna just do kind of my own stuff and so then i became a soundcloud artist and then <laughs> that was my next calling <laughs> soundcloud artist that's the new yeah. instagram model that's the new instagram model <laughs> yeah i was like just like after this i was like okay i want to do music anyways um so i was just releasing hip-hop tracks on soundcloud just rapping rapping about my life rapping about everything it was like yeah that was my my therapy as well i would say all right and you you did that when you lived in berlin as well no this was all happening in new zealand oh yeah and i mean i still am on soundcloud now i'm still a soundcloud artist (laughs) that'll never change but i think yeah this was like my new zealand music journey on life mm. like I, like new zealand uh sorry new zealand music has always like been i think my main thing in yeah my, like in my life you started on garage band as a 10 year old yeah. huh? <laughs> what like that's also yeah how did that i think um i don't know i remember my dad giving like giving me one of his old computers and i found garage bands on the computer i was like okay what is this like program what's going on and I just found these loops and it's like and then I would just build it with some synth pads and make these I don't know random loop tracks and um burn them on cds and then like play them to my family and you didn't sing on them no no I wasn't singing on them I was just like producing and I just was like, okay, like, I'm just going to, like, but when burning CDs was a thing. Like, I love that. I mean, that. it wasn't actually that long ago. No, but that... <laughs> but still burning CDs yeah. was so sick. Yeah. It was so sick and it felt so yeah. exclusive. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. I got the new uh, the new hit of, from blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it's for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this was sick. But I, I think I got into this because my dad, growing up, he was buying me... Um, like all the Ministry of Sound CDs, you know, the Ministry of Sound CDs. Recognize. But yeah, not- they had like 2008, 2009, that have like baseline Ministry of Sound, that have all these different kind of like themed um, CD compilations. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I used to listen to a lot of electronic music when I was super young from these CDs. So that was your inspiration? I think so. Like yeah. I would just come home from school and play the CDs and go crazy <laughs> in the lounge and I'd be like, Why yeah And I was like really vibing out to the sound and my dad was playing like a lot of Psytrance and stuff, so I was heavily influenced, I think, by that. So when I like got the garage band, I was just like, Ooh, okay, we put these things to the get together, like this sounds sick. 
but I wasn't doing it for long. Like I didn't stick with it. It was more so like me discovering it and being like, okay, this is a thing. And then having to do school shit again. Oh, back to reality. Back to reality. What did people in New Zealand think the identity of Berlin was? Like what it called you into coming here? Actually, I had like no idea about Berlin. Like I heard of it as a place, of course, I knew it existed. <laughs> but I felt like in New Zealand, we're like hella in a bubble. It's really crazy. Like, and I notice it more now, like since um, since I moved here, I'm like, holy shit, like I, I'm learning so much stuff that I had no idea about. And thinking back when I lived in New Zealand, like I didn't know anything about Berlin. I knew that Berlin was like, techno kind of like they had the whole techno scene going on here and, and I you were familiar about, about it or yeah with I, it, I mean yeah yeah mm -hmm. I got introduced by um like some friends in Auckland who were hosting techno parties and one of the guys who founded the techno party he uh told me about Berlin and that he lived there and about Berghain and I was like Ooh, Berghain it sounds like this mystical place like what is Berghain and um I came to Berlin when I was 19 I think just uh for backpacking like I was backpacking a bit around Europe I did this like um what do you call it like when there's like a website uh, couch surfing oh yeah I did couch surfing in Switzerland actually and this oh. was my first time like properly traveling alone um and then I took a train from Switzerland to Berlin and met my friend and we traveled around Germany together and um yeah I think I I was telling this also to Paul um who uh, he wrote a book coming to Berlin and he we were talking about my experience and I was saying how like a really key moment for me was going to a cocktail DMR party <laughs> And this was like when I was 19, 18, 19, I can't remember. This was like mind-blowing coming from New Zealand and also not hearing a lot of this music before. I never heard like electro really or um, like I wasn't really listening to, yeah, I don't know. There were, there were so many genres I heard at this party that I was like, damn, like, okay. Like it was, it was a whole new world for me. So I think I opened a door and um yeah it was like I'm gonna walk through that door <laughs> I'm gonna check it out but I after that I moved back to New Zealand and I studied and then I came back to Berlin ah okay so you couldn't forget about it you no I didn't no? forget about it I like had Berlin in the back of my brain for so long um and then I ended up uh releasing a hip-hop album on a label here and that's kind of what brought me back to Berlin that was like the gateway for me to be like okay I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna see what's going on I'm gonna check it out okay a lot was going on <laughs> yeah. in these like years of me leaving school but yeah everything kind of like came back to Berlin when I first like heard about it first came here and then I think as soon as I had um this uh label childhood intelligence um I met the label owner Alex who's a good friend now I met him in India and he is kind of what um, opened the door again for me to come back to Berlin in India like in India. 
I'm just you, throwing some more countries. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you you are still uh, traveling around like that has been. I've been traveling around for a while. Like as soon as I left school, I've kind of been wanting to leave New Zealand as soon as I could. What I, works did you have like on the side? What works? So like you were working. I guess, mm-hmm. and then you saved up money, and then yeah. you're traveling, and then you did it over and over again. Now, yeah, yeah, I was working in like um, fish and chip stores, burger stores, and I was also doing sex work when, like, since I'm 19 or so. Yeah, so this was always like uh, just the hustle, just hustling to try and yeah, to feel the freedom, yeah, and see the world and get inspiration and kind of figure out like where I feel good and like where I fit in in mm. the world yeah and here you are and <laughs> here I am <laughs> I guess I kind of found that yeah yeah but I mean I don't know get it going back to to India yeah how did you find each other there were you like on a silent retreat or like what no was... far from that so <laughs> we were at a side trance party on the beach all oh, right <laughs> And I think it was one of my first times taking ecstasy. And um, yeah, I don't, uh, sorry, Alex, but I don't remember meeting him on the night. (laughs) I showed him my SoundCloud, I guess. Um, And the next day he found me on the beach or I say found me, but he was walking down the beach and we found each other. And he was like, hey, Zoe, nice to see you again. And I was like, super hungover on the beach, like, I don't know if I remember who this is and but I just played along with it then I kind of remembered again then we hung out the whole day and spent like a couple days together like just sharing music talking about ideas and that's also where DJ Fuck Off was born too so it was like a lot of things happened in these like two days that I met Alex and it was like yeah he was really pushing me and gave me a lot of confidence to be like yeah your shit is sick like let's do it and i'm gonna bring it to berlin i was like well okay yeah this is my this is where i'm going now gateway this is the gateway yeah but uh, how did the name come to you just really random it was just a bit of a joke (laughs) and i was just like yeah okay like what's like the most random dj name kind of like I don't know, whatever. I, I just my mood at the time was like fuck off. Yeah, okay, fuck it. And I think I was just like, yeah, DJ, fuck off. Like, it can mean so many things and one thing at once. And now it's like really become a part of like who I am and like how I express myself. And yeah, it it was, I guess more or less kind of like hee hee, DJ, fuck off. But now it's like, ooh, okay, DJ, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> okay yeah because it's somehow it's not only like fuck off like leave me alone it's also somewhat like to me at least mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck kind yeah. of and that also makes me think like because like meeting you now it yeah. feels like you are not giving a fuck about <laughs> anyone's opinion really you're going yeah. your own like you're doing your own thing yeah uh have you always been that way you'd say no uh no no and yeah like no I would say because like um I guess like in high school like a lot of people too I had a lot of situations where people 
where people were um, like bullying me pretty bad and made me feel super shit. And I was much more kind of like people pleasing and just like, I don't know, I there were people who obviously like found me as an easy target and I would just go along with it because I didn't want to cause problems and like high school was a fucking intense time and you spend every day in the same space with these people and I just didn't have the energy or I didn't have the confidence I think at that time to tell them to fuck off and like mm. get the fuck out of here uh, but as soon as I left high school it kind of like gave me the breathing space to be like okay like I know what I want I know where I want to go and like I'm not hurting anyone on that journey like I just like I really I want to like empower other people empower myself and I think that's when the DJ fuck off thing was like more I started like embodying it more when I had the the space and I was away from these toxic people like as soon as I was away and out of the environment of people yeah just like fucking throwing mm. negativity at me and, and at themselves and at the environment um it it meant that I could find people that really like pushed me up and was like much more supportive and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is like, this is where I'm going. And fuck off is like, now I think it always gives me the confidence to like remember that and be like, no, you're in your power. Like, this is what you want to say. This is where you want to go. Like, fuck yeah. So it's like developed into this kind of like character or entity or being that kind of like gives me the strength to like keep on going with this and like yeah pushing it for other people too to give them like the same feeling boom i love that <laughs> also like traveling alone and doing these things it's also yeah. maybe part of the journey of like being empowered yeah like, like yeah, it's, it's intense like i would say like being I never experienced that before. And like this whole lifestyle, I guess, is quite new to me. And being alone a lot and you're meeting so many different people. And mm. when you're in different spaces that you don't know, it can also be quite confronting because you don't know what the vibe is going to be like. You don't know what the people, how they're going to react to your music and stuff. And so being fuck off <laughs> is kind of like a bit of like a shield that mm. I can like put up and be like no like you know what like this is why you're here like you get brought here to do what you do believe in what you do and if someone doesn't like it fuck off so it's like yeah yeah for sure okay ah <laughs> oh, so it feels really it's like it's like I got so much depth from the story yeah And then when you got here, how did you feel like is is kind of Berlin the first place where you felt you could like, you know, that you were not being judged and you could feel like, or because this, this is something I've heard mm -hmm. from a lot of people also. Yeah, it's something totally. with the city where people don't really look at you in the streets and yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know where that comes from. Mm. I don't know how come it's like that, but it's... I think that's just like, there's so much going on in Berlin like nothing's shocking mm. you know like if you see someone dressed in a certain way or doing something on the street that you 
I don't know, wouldn't usually see it. It's, it's normal, more or less, in Berlin. <laughs> Whereas, like, in other countries, or say, like, in New Zealand, uh, it, people are like, what the fuck? What's, what's wrong with No that? one wants like, to stand out. Doing? Yeah, it, mm. it's like, for me, it, I always, like, had, I guess, my own style and my own way of, like, speaking and being. And I was, like, quite, yeah, I mean, I discovered it more so the couple years before I came to Berlin so once I left high school I was being more comfortable with this and once I just like started discovering more like you know how like my sexuality and being open about that and also um yeah starting sex work and I was really like scared to tell people like hey like this is what I'm doing and I think the way of me like <laughs> like easing that into conversations with my friends is like I would go for a job I would make a bunch of money and then I would be like hey everyone let's go out for drinks they're on me because I just had a job <laughs> and like I don't know kind of like I had to like figure out a way to make people feel comfortable with what I was doing mm, and yeah that was I guess the way I was like yeah like come I want to like take care of everyone and also I did because like a lot of us like in New Zealand the prices are super fucking high and the wages aren't so good and so yeah this was like um but did you have me taking care as well being like hey yeah I can do this thing I can empower myself I can mm. make it more normalized and be like you know it's not this like whole like Whoa, what the fuck is this world and like in Berlin, I'm like talking about it much, much more. But in New Zealand, there's still this like hella conservative kind of culture and like there's different laws also there. Um, I mean, not not really. I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't know what's going on now there so much. I don't really keep up to date. No, but did you find <laughs> a community when you got started, or like how yeah. as of your friends not knowing so much about it i mean yeah so mm -hmm. i um started like seeking out um parties that i thought looked like really interesting and looked like more down my avenue and i started meeting <clears throat> there's like this one street in new zealand it's uh, one street in new zealand a specific <laughs> one street, street. <laughs> one street in my hometown in yeah. auckland and it's called um karanga happy road k road And this is like the hub of kind of everything creative or like more out there, um, I would say. And I met a lot of people on the street specifically. Like there was one uh, cafe, restaurant, bar I used to hang out at called Verona. And um, this was like a hub for creatives, musicians, artists. And yeah, this was like... Um, A space where I kind of found more or less like my people and they gave me opportunities to start DJing and were like pushing me a bit more like yeah like if you want to do this you should like get into it mm, so, cool yeah this kind of happened just before I left to Berlin though, ah, okay. so within like one and a half years two years I kind of just felt my groove and just like found my people and my mm. vibe All right. Yeah, and then I moved, but they're also doing amazing stuff now in New Zealand and like doing really sick shit for the scene. So 
It's you're like, happy to come back then as well somehow. I'm happy to. You're come not back. avoiding the hometown because no. I guess a lot of people also do that because yeah. they feel like now I have found myself and I don't want to go back to the person like how I was viewed back then or yeah. you know like feeling I, that they were not being themselves or whatever. Yeah, I think that still freaks me out. Like yeah. I had a lot of shitty times i guess like in my hometown and i guess i'm kind of like scared to go back to that and be like what like walking down these streets again and mm. being like shit like mm. this was i but, don't know i feel like i've changed a lot since then but also it's like really good to see that people within my community have also been like growing this kind of scene and i can come back and be like fuck yeah like let's like work together and yeah. do some stuff so i am excited scared, yeah nervous but excited but yeah. as you found a community, a musical, a music community, did you also have a community as a sex worker? No. Never? No, no. You just did it all yourself? Yeah. And I didn't really like, yeah, I, I only told, I guess, like a few of my close friends, but I didn't know anyone really. I had one friend who was working um, in the strip club. And she was a really good point to, of contact to like talk to about these sort of things. But I also didn't like really feel like I could talk about it much. Yeah. That sounds hard a little bit mm -hmm. to not like, because, yeah, I don't know if it's uh, legal to buy sex in New Zealand or if this... I also don't know. No? <laughs> this is what I mean. A community no is idea. so good. Like, yeah. it's really making you also be aware. But then, uh, yeah, I mean, that must have been also, like, a bit rough, I guess, to not have that... Like, people around you who you can tell you about... I mean, also, all work some somehow uh, needs a part of education. Yeah, totally. So you had... To find the education yourself. Yeah, I had a lot of fucking weird experiences to, yeah. to figure out, like, um, how to handle myself within these, like, yeah, within this kind of work. Mm. And, yeah, a lot of shitty stuff, but then also a lot of really good stuff. And I met a lot of really good people. And now in Berlin, I found a community. And I found, like, yeah, a huge community, actually, with, like giving so much support like resources and yeah it like gives me a whole nother feeling which i never had before in new zealand but it also gives me the confidence to speak about it openly and like also like merge it with my music like mm. and i think i'm slowly like getting there also doing my only fans i'm like, Ooh. <laughs> like exactly i'm like bringing it together slowly which i i mean yeah, I really love like expressing myself this way. And like, I guess you can also hear it in my lyrics that I love <laughs> expressing myself this way. So I think it it makes sense now that I can like figure out a medium how to bring the two together and like have them coexisting and like, yeah, seeing how they, how it develops, I guess. Yeah. Did you start OnlyFans recently? Then? Yeah, last week. What? <laughs> yeah. Last week? I'm, I'm oh, a wow. baby on it. Okay. Like, Do you have yeah. any plans for it? Like, what's your vision? My vision? So, like, so far, um, I've just been posting, like, behind-the-scenes uh, pics from, like, photo shoots. Like, a few, like, little bit nudie photo shoots. <laughs> that you did and yourself or with the photographer? or with like friends. 
Oh, with yeah. friends. Okay, okay. Yeah, and um, kind of my vision for it is to do so as well as being like kind of an insight into background stuff going on in my life um also uh educational in a way because i want to do production sessions and break down like uh, do live streaming of like me breaking down my tracks and like yeah having people if they want to like ask questions going through things and having these like themes like i have a really nice idea of like every live stream being a different theme and i have like a different outfit and i'm like maybe i'm making or i like i'm making music themed to my dress so i don't know maybe i'm wearing like a halloween outfit and i make some like spooky drum and bass <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but is it always always gonna be like uh, combined with something sexual no not always no i think it i think that will definitely be an element of it and always like will be playing with it but not necessarily like like that all the time like i don't know maybe i'm just like posting a status update or posting a pic of me at the park drinking a beer okay <laughs> just like random stuff too like i'm not i don't really like sharing too much about like what i'm up to during the day or something on instagram and i tried to get a twitter but i can't do it like i just i can't post like updates or i have a lot of thoughts and i i'm thinking really all day and have things that would be nice to share but i don't know i somehow i just like i can't do it so maybe like with only fans it's kind of like for the people who are like really interested and would really love to like know or like know about my music and know about what's going on i would be like i don't know doing some making some cool ideas on ways to like share that and show more of that all right yeah it maybe only fans is the best channel for that there's like mm. so many uh we're having patreon for example yeah i saw that so yeah so there's like i don't know yeah i'm also not on twitter <laughs> yeah i tried but it's just i don't know it doesn't work for me but it, yeah. I I just like the other day I was on the train and I left the train and I really loved the smell of train tunnels like they smell they have the certain smell like train stations yeah I mean some of them are a bit nasty but like I don't know there's like a smell and I just thought okay I'm gonna post a tweet like he he the train tunnels smell nice and it got like two likes <laughs> no on like, Twitter oh yeah on Twitter <laughs> And I was like, is this what I'm doing on Twitter? Like, I don't know. I was like, okay, maybe I don't get Twitter. I don't know if this is my vibe. But um, yeah, I guess like with Instagram and maybe Twitter as well. Um, it's uh, For me, I'm having problems all the time with being hella censored. Like, yeah. I get deleted. I've been... On Twitter too? No, no. not Twitter because I haven't posted anything. But I, I, don't, guess, I like, think Twitter are more... They, they're, they're more chill. They're more they? chill. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Mm. Then you can post like... Because... Actually, you can post like some like more like um like sexual stuff. Yeah, on yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. And they you just can like post blanket. porn. They I don't even blanket. I think they're like ah. it's open. I think. Okay, crazy! I didn't know that. Okay, so it's a lot different to Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, for me, like OnlyFans is they don't have any of this um, censoring. I think you can just like post whatever you want and do what you want more yeah or less. yeah i think uh they were talking about 
changing something, but then oh. they don't. They didn't. Okay. But so actually, not. like speaking of social media, mm-hmm. I feel that that's also something that has changed, at least for me, since mm-hmm. I moved to Berlin, as we don't, you don't use phones in the same to the same extent. Here, it's like you are so used to not using your phone when Mm -hmm. you have the most fun i mean definitely i feel like i've said to myself i mean i got a tiktok and i tried to do tiktok and same i got twitter and tried to do twitter but i just can't do it i think i'm too in the moment with things and i don't know i don't feel like videoing something or taking a picture of something like if Mm -hmm. i'm on if i'm posting on instagram it's more so like hey i'm playing here soon on um yeah asking a question or like talking about like mental health or other things Mm. and it's more so topics or things that are like i'm in a space right now where i'm at home and i'm like okay yeah i'm gonna be like hey guys this is like what i'm i don't know want to talk about or come to this gig Mm. but if i'm out doing something or at a party or anywhere yeah i'm generally not like on my phone or no exactly yeah so you have no wedding pictures then i have one wedding picture you have i do and it's very cute yeah <laughs> yeah so how was that like you met on tinder and yeah. then yeah and yeah we met on tinder and my visa was about to run out and so how long ago was this this was like two two years ago or so yeah um my visa was about to run out and so he offered to help me with this and was like yeah no worries we can do this and yeah unfortunately things didn't work out but yeah we're still good friends and he's still my husband and when I see him I'm like hey hubby (laughs) how's it going (laughs) Speaking of Berlin, the Berlin mm-hmm. scene that you found when you got here, mm-hmm. do you feel what was your impression of the techno scene? Um, I mean, it was quite overwhelming. It's a lot going on. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of have my own little bubble. And it's kind of like my, I guess, my how I see the techno scene is what I see online. Um, and I have like my little supportive friend circle where we're just sharing like memes and emojis and music (laughs) so it's pretty cute this kind of like um, thing that I'm in I guess with like the techno scene and if I'm not doing a gig then I'm going to my friend's like parties that they're playing or hosting and they're always like super queer really cute and have like I don't know, like, I felt really safe at these parties. And that's the scene I know, I guess, in Berlin. And other than that, um, I kind of, like, avoid other parties or places where, yeah, I don't know, that I just have in the past gone to and haven't felt comfortable. So, yeah, I kind of see um, my, like, little bubble in in my social media world I guess and there's a lot of people who I've never met before but they're I'm always in contact with online and we're like sharing the same views about music and maybe what we want and yeah how we like things yeah maybe you get this kind of rod radar Mm. when you've been in the situation where you don't feel you feel like neglected or not seen or not like 
and respected for yeah. the person you are. Maybe you yeah. are more sensitive to like finding, like you learn by doing, right? Totally. On your mistakes or like yeah. mistakes, caution, yeah. um, Mark. But uh, that also makes us like become more sensitive to the situations where we don't feel we are allowed to be ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've been at a lot of parties, which are this more kind of like, what you would see is this like classic Berlin techno party, mm. like what I would see on TikTok or I don't know, like what you would think. And these parties that I was at, like there were some of them that were really good and like I had a lot of fun, but it's more like rarely. And yeah, I just didn't feel as comfortable in, in these kind of like classic... I don't know, like no hate on that scene. Like everyone has their own like thing going on and also how they feel in a scene. Mm. But I guess like, yeah, I just had to like be in these spaces to know that um, it's not where I'm like, feel like I'm thriving the most probably. Or yeah. I feel so comfortable. Yeah. And now you're a SoundCloud musician. Now I'm like... SoundCloud DJ? Song. What was the name? <laughs> a SoundCloud mu musician. Mus producer. Yeah, musician. SoundCloud producer. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And But, this is a bubble in itself. Like the whole SoundCloud bubble has really got its own thing going on. Like, yeah, it's it's like this underground, more underground community, I guess. And I met a lot of people also through SoundCloud. And Oh, yeah. yeah. Like if you would look at your future <laughs> visions mm -hmm. for Did You Fuck Off, what are they, would you say? Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, like, I just want to keep making music that makes me feel good and makes other people feel good. And I just want to work on doing some crazy live performances. I think this is like my vision. I don't really have a plan, but I'm just kind of like seeing how I feel every day. And yeah. Being like, okay, today I'm gonna do this. Uh, All yeah. right. Feels, that feels like, that sounds easy. Mm -hmm. But do you ever have, you know, no, it sounds like so, because I also know you had a good day today, la, la, but yeah. there's also <laughs> bad days. There's do you ever feel that there's like a mental struggle with that or like? Yo, completely. And there's like fucking bad days. Mm. Like the same days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this. There's days where I'm like, fuck this. I'm not gonna do this and I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah, it's it's like, kind of even constant that like this is happening but I always am trying to remind myself like hey you do this and you make music because it makes you feel good like this is why I started making music because it was like um, a therapy for me like when I was angry upset or when I was really happy and wanted to write a love song or something like it's a way of expressing myself and kind of not letting the like industry make me scared on about that because yeah I'm still quite new into discovering how things work and the systems and kind of like magazines and things and there's like these things going on and everyone kind of has their own like opinion and way of doing things and mm -hmm. sometimes it's like for their own benefit and sometimes it's because 
they really want to push you but yeah i'm i'm trying to navigate that yeah it's like remember and center myself that like you know i'm i'm doing this shit because this is like what i've always done to make mm. me feel good and then seeing how people react on my music and like follow what i do i'm like hey this is like that's really sick yeah give other people the same feeling but speaking of like uh, mental health and these things as you're I don't know. You have this kind of rock star vibe to you. <laughs> how is like? How do you view that that part of the scene, like the the touring life, and and is it is it really like the new uh, punk movement? Would you say in that sense, like you know, is it like hardcore living, sex, drugs, rock and roll, <laughs> <laughs> or is it more focused now on taking care of the mental health and you know it's it's like the 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 scene is also divided in two here i guess somehow this is it i think there's like it's really 50 50 you have either people who are the hardcore rock and roll vibe or you have like the people who are like taking care (laughs) and being like no i'm gonna go home early and like you know who are you listen to the (laughs) oh god (laughs) I'm a mix of both. Yeah? I'm definitely a mix of both. Um, I've always loved to party and have since I'm young. And I love staying out for a long time and dancing. And I love connecting with people. And I think this is definitely where, like, the rock and roll aspect comes into it. Where it's like... Sorry, I thought... That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like, yeah, long nights, no sleep, a lot of, like, things happening in a weekend, um, being in different countries in one weekend and stuff. So there definitely is that aspect. But um, I always try and find my calm Mm. in that and try and find self-control every now and then. (laughs) Like, I'm still trying to um yeah learn when to say no and how to say no but I'm getting way better at it and I'm definitely like this year has been a year for me that um I've been taking way more care of my mental health and being honest about it and open about it because as much as shit looks like rock and roll and can be seen that way on social media the more I travel and the more I meet other DJs and musicians I realize they have the same struggles and they feel the same way and Mm. it's just not common that people are talking about it so you see this kind of like one-sided view um, but you don't see the other side and how kind of like intense the industry can be Mm. on on your mental health and yeah it can it can beat you down sometimes so you definitely like for me it's been the most important thing as of recently to really like speak about that and be like hey like let's figure out together uh ways that we can like work on this and like things you can put in place to mean that we can like do this in a bit more healthier way or yeah sustain it probably yeah exactly yeah thank you (laughs) all right now we have actually come to the extra material now we have come to the part of the podcast where if you're a patreon you'll get to hear the dj fuck off masterclass where we speak about her best tip on how to stop giving a fuck her top mental health 
tips and how she gets into the right headspace to be productive and create new music. Go to patreon.com slash playful magazine. It's either this or it's that. This is this or that. <laughs> red wine or Red Bull? Red wine. Sex or making out? Sex. Cigarettes or cigars? Cigarettes. No money and lots of sex or no sex and lots of money? No money and lots of sex. <laughs> Homemade porn or Pornhub? Ooh. Both? <laughs> I can't, I can't Easy. this and that. This part is that I have made some assumptions about you. Oh, sick. Okay, I like that. Based on like how I perceive you on social media mostly. Mm-hmm. And you let me know if they are right or okay. wrong. Okay, sick. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, you are reading the stars, the moon and horoscopes obsessively and know it's facts. Yes, I'm reading obsessively, but I am um, aware that it's not always facts. <laughs> but I'm checking it every day, yes. Every day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. What yeah. star sign are you? I'm a Virgo. The Virgo, which one is it? The Virgo's the no, Virgin. Oh, the Virgin. I'm the Virgin. Ah. Oh, yeah. I don't know so much about them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a cool star sign. I really, I really fuck with Virgos. I really do. I'm like I meet a lot of Virgos and I'm like yeah you get that cool what's one of my the best friends, signatures one of my best friends she has the exact same birthday as me oh really and I also really working. vibe with my own yeah. sign Sagittarius yeah what's your sign Sag- yeah Sag is cute yeah. yeah what's the uh, what's the personality of traits a of a Virgo yeah I think like Virgos are quite like analytical. They're like very aware and very like observant. So they're kind of like, yeah, I think you like put a Virgo on a room and they're always like quite like, you know, they're picking up on all the things going on. And like, I think Virgos are thinking like, um, I don't know, how can we kind of like solve this situation and do it like all in right. the best Analytical. Way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are they live, living on the edge a bit or is that not compared to the, like that's not included in the sign? I just feel that you are more so like taking it every day yeah. is a new day and you just like, is that like included in the sign somehow? I think Virgos are very like passionate about what they do and mm-hmm. they like push that really hard. So I think that's what I resonate with. Mm. But there's definitely some Virgo traits, which I don't think I follow. So. No, yeah. Apparently, yeah. we have like three signs or whatever, you know, like moon, yeah. star, rising, or yeah. what's the name. But the assumption was more or less like. Yeah, okay, more or less. Okay. Accurate. Next one. You look down on people who are choosing sober lifestyle without ever having been alcoholics. What's the. I look down on, on people, people who are choosing the sober lifestyle. But they don't choose it because they have an uh, a past of being an alcoholic. They just, okay. you know. Nah, I I'm pretty open. Like I've met a lot of people who, like, never got into drugs or alcohol or something, and like 
I think it's pretty commendable to just be like doing your thing in this industry and not have been influenced by this. Because I mean, it's really everywhere all the time. So I've met people and I'm like, damn, that's that's crazy. Like you're really doing that. <laughs> and they've never wanted to touch it or anything. But I wouldn't say I look down on them just like, just observing, that was- just being a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you have a window envelope phobia. What's that? Window envelopes, you know, the ones where you are getting most of the the invoices sent to you. Oh yeah, I don't open them. Exactly. That's my ooh, I named yeah, this one. You did. I don't open them. No, what and happens? I've gotten then? a lot of problems because of this. Yeah. And I get fined. I can imagine. <laughs> I'm paying because of this. And yeah. then you don't open the fines? Yeah, I opened <laughs> I opened a very important document yesterday, which I should have opened six months ago. Yeah, and I just found it. And I, I, I have been telling everyone, I don't know, I never got this mail, I never got this mail. No, I, I had it. Oh. I just didn't open it. Ah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Nailed that one. You did. It's pretty common, though. Like, it's so. nothing to be ashamed of. It's really common. And uh, yeah. is scary. It is scary. <laughs> like, I have uh, scares for authorities. Mm. Like, not all of them, mm-hmm. but police. No, yeah. I feel that I I mean, yeah, every time I see a cop I get angry actually. So yeah. that's like but maybe I have a bit of like a, a bit of a hatred. Yeah, it's like normal. Cop hatred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> next question. <laughs> next question. You keep your declaration papers in the glove depo- uh, compartment of the car. What are declaration papers? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know when you have your own company, like you do your DJ gigs? And, oh. and these things you get you have to declare for the money you receive yeah <laughs> you're I like, don't even have I those do. <laughs> I don't even have those <laughs> and then you have yeah but you have to like and you keep okay you don't have the papers nah I mean they're online ah they're online but if I was even in ha- Germany really yeah if I was to have a know. car and have these papers I think they would be somewhere like under my bed yeah yeah <laughs> all right hiding so 50 percent true somehow yeah okay uh you have death anxiety anxiety you have death anxiety and therefore tries to do it like do everything it takes to not think about it no i wouldn't mind like okay maybe this sounds dark but i wouldn't mind like i mean if something happens to me okay of course i would mind but like I just let nature take its course. If something happens, it happens. And I felt like I've had a very fulfilling life. And so it's the opposite. Point. So the opposite. Yeah. I felt like when it's time, it's time. And when mm. I go, like, you know, I did a I did a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Learning a lot. Yeah. Okay, we are coming to the last one. Okay. Uh <laughs> this one I thought about when you were before when you were telling that you're married. I didn't know that before. <laughs> Does people know that you're married? No. Some people. Yeah. But it's not public. No, it's not so public. I guess also because it's confusing because we're not together anymore. Yeah, exactly. So this one says, you always thought of yourself as a person who will file for divorce at least three times before you die. Eh. I've never thought about it. I think I'm going to be married to this one person probably forever. (laughs) (laughs) Like really, I've never thought about marriage. I've never thought, uh, I've never wanted to get married. Like, I don't believe in really like being legally 
bound to someone. If you love someone, you love someone. And like the the tax and everything, I don't think about that. I don't know. I haven't thought about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> This was it for Playful Podcast this week, but please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.